the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I get a chance to speak with a reporter from IB Times, International Business Times, ibtimes.com, and Newsweek on Fridays. Um, And I always enjoy it. Uh, Joining me now to talk a little bit of technology today, Max Willens. Max, how are you? I'm doing well, Rob. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, not only do you write for the IB Times, do you write for Wired now, or did you used to write for Wired? I've done uh, stories for them in the past, but I am a full-time staffer at uh, IBC currently. Gotcha. Just between you and me and the audience, I love Wired Magazine, but I really liked it 10, 15 years ago. It was so cutting edge in style and design. It was fun to look at, fun to hold, and then the stories were great, too. So I'm, I'm honored to be talking to a, a reporter for uh, Wired. They they really did uh, see things in a way that was pretty revolutionary, um, and uh, it's always fun to talk about you know sort of where we people think things are going. And uh, they bring in futurists, they bring in economists, they they do a nice job of uh, of taking some shots at it. And uh, one of my best investments ever came from Wired when back in 1995 they wrote a little teeny teeny tiny blurb about this new internet technology that was going to make everything faster called DSL. So I instantly got on the internet and uh, searched DSL companies, and three or four of them showed up and invested in it. It did really well. Really stupid, but I'm I'm digressing. Um, let's let's talk about your newest piece that you've put together for uh, the IB Times, tied towards communication, tied towards speech. Um, what got your story motivated? What got your gas lit, so to speak? Well, uh, every for the last um, number of years, uh, an analyst named Mary Meeker uh, has been putting out a report called the Internet Trends Report, and uh, she's been doing this now for well over a decade, maybe even close to two decades. And in that time, it's really sort of turned into um, required reading for for people in the uh, not just in the tech community, but you know, people in the investment community, of uh, people in banking, uh, people in any industry that really touches on uh, anything related to, to digital uh, media and digital technology. And uh, so she published uh, her 2016 report this week. And uh, one of the things that, that caught my eye, because it's something that I've, I've written about a little bit before, is just how uh, basically mainstream uh, the practice of speaking and commanding our phones to do things uh, with our voices has become. I think a lot of people, I, I know that, you know, uh, every part of the country is a little bit different, but I live in New York and uh, walking around here and you know visiting other parts of the country. I, I didn't see a lot of people doing it on a day-to-day basis, and I assume that it, that you know 
asking your phones to do things for you or, you know, asking it questions, you know, uh, what's the weather going to be like next Wednesday? Can I book a table at this restaurant? Things like that. It all just seemed like something that uh, companies like Apple and Google wanted me to start doing, but nobody had. But it, it turns out, based on Mika's uh, findings, that this has really become a mainstream activity. And based on the projections in the report, we're just a couple of years away from, you know, uh, voice command and, and voice interaction being the one of the dominant ways that we interact with our devices. And some examples of that, other than the phone, obviously, um, the Echo. Amazon's Echo has been a, a product that had, you know, a curiosity, and now it's turning into a sensation. And yeah. it's Amazon's. It's not Apple's. It's kind of interesting how voice is working for Amazon so well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely true. I mean, Amazon has not had a smooth go of things uh, from a device standpoint. I mean, I, people think of the, the smartphone that Amazon uh, built, which was widely ridiculed. Very few people bought them. Uh, the Amazon Fire, which uh, the Kindle Fire, I should say, which I think a lot of people think of as being, you know, a very distant third in the in the tablet space. And tablets as a category are sort of no longer ascendant. They've sort of plateaued. Uh, and when the Echo first came out in 2014, I, I think a lot of people weren't really sure what to do with it. They, it. It had this sort of futuristic possibility to it, this device that you would just sort of plop somewhere in your home and you could ask it to, to do all kinds of things for you. And uh, But it really was, to your point, for a while, sort of a fringe uh, device that you know had very, a very niche appeal. But uh, again, referring to, to Meeker's report, it, we're now at a point where uh, more than half of Amazon's customer base, and here we're talking about you know tens of millions of people around the world, are aware of the Echo, and its its sales and shipments have have increased substantially year over year. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Amazon, um, probably because they feel like they've ironed out any kinks and have figured out how to get people to use it in a lot of different contexts, they started putting a lot of marketing weight behind it. They they paid for a Super Bowl ad for it last year. Um, and they really have kind of stepped up their attempts to get people to use them. And that's because uh, the reality is you can use the Echo for lots of different things. I think the, the joke a lot of people made initially was you just, you know, tell Echo that you're out of toilet paper and Echo will order you more toilet paper. But now uh, the Echo can do uh, close to a thousand different things. You can check your bank balance. You can order a pizza. You can tell it to play music from your Spotify account. There's a vast and impressive list of things that the Echo can be used for on a daily basis. Now, <clears throat> you bring up Mary Meeker in your article and you bring up speech and one of the things that you're tying this all together is with automobiles. So yeah. so far, I've been kind of eh on the automobile speech technology. Is it about to take the, the next step to thumbs up? Yeah, I think that one of the things that's interesting about these technologies as they become more and more popular is that it's very difficult to make a first impression or you don't get a chance to make a first impression. And a lot of these technologies, I think, were sort of rushed out the door maybe a little bit before they were ready for prime time. There was this really interesting slide uh, in this research which showed that when a lot of these technologies first came al came online, and we're talking about things like you know Siri, which is not in the car, but it's a you know voice assistant that everybody is aware of, the uh, ability of the software at the heart of it to recognize words was 
would hover around 70% at the absolute best. Sometimes it was closer to 60 or even 50%. And that led to a lot of experiences that, you know, either we've had ourselves or that we know people have had where they, you say something like, you know, Siri, uh, I need to get to the barn or, you know, I need to t give me directions to this farm. And it would say something like, okay, I've, you know, uh, found this, something, something, and it would be just be totally not what you had said, and it would be a very frustrating experience. But we've the technology has improved now to the point where uh, pretty much every big voice-enabled uh, technology provider is able to deliver accuracy well over 90%. And so that's going to, I think, pave the way for people to start using uh, voice-activated things in their cars. But the thing really that's going to push that into the future and into the stratosphere as far as voice use is when we stop driving our cars and we just start being chauffeured around in them. Uh, Meeker and a lot of other people are really bullish on the idea that the car is really going to become a new sort of leisure or productivity space, a place where you, you know, maybe watch more TV or do more office work as you head to and from your job. And uh, you combine that with, with the idea that a car will have incredible computing power and the ability to understand exactly what you say, and it starts to seem like a pretty compelling vision of the future. Future is hands-free. It is voice-activated. Are there any other companies or any other devices out there that we should be paying attention to, in your opinion, that you've put together the research for this article on? I think, you know, the reality is is that the, the companies that have a head start in all of this, and that's uh, Apple, Amazon, Google, um, Baidu, which uh, may not be familiar to uh, all of every American listener, but they are of a Chinese internet giant. Uh, they, they are also they also have a substantial uh, head start in all of this, and those companies are going to continue to enjoy that advantage. Um, but one company that maybe not a lot of people have heard of, but that is going to be a force to be reckoned with moving forward, is a company called Hound, and uh, they originally started out as a, a kind of a competitor to Shazam, that app that you may have heard mm -hmm. of that will identify a song if you let your phone listen to it, and uh, they they sort of provide the back end technology for a lot of companies that want to offer voice-enabled tasks, uh, be it on your phone or wherever. And they, I think, are going to play a really big role in, in shaping the uh, uh, voice future that we're all headed toward. Sounds good. Max, is there anything else you want to highlight, anything else you want to plug, push, uh, or as we wrap up? No, I mean, I think that's it's, – it's just – uh, if if you have a if you're someone who really likes charts and graphs, I would say uh, go and check out Mary's report on your own. There's a there's an awful lot in there, so maybe you know think about one area of the future that you're curious about and just you know type type some keywords in, into the report, and uh, I think you'll be pretty interested to f you know see what you uncover for yourself. Sounds good. Thanks very much. It's Max Willens with the IB Times uh, IB Times and Newsweek. In particular, IB Times, I dig their website. If you still do have a tablet, and even though they're on the decline, um, it's good reading material. Uh, not while you're falling asleep, but good reading material, maybe in other parts of the home. Um, good articles, well-written, thoughtful ideas, um, ibtimes.com and Max Wellens. So there we have that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The big story today is the jobs report. And people say, 
the behind the scenes may explain it. And I don't really, you know, government data is, it's okay. It's, I know you're saying we could track a package on FedEx or UPS every moment, every place it's at, but we can't figure out how to figure out how many jobs were created or cut in the United States consistently uh, and effectively. So don't put too much into it. Just know that we're good, but this was on a weakening side. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.